Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dash, Rinko Lieber. To wrong and wronger the podcast where we celebrate Christmas in August. James, I'm wearing a colorful toque today or a stocking cap or we've already had this conversation we, had about this. what we, you called it. We only have a few fights and we just have them over and over again. We're basically an old married couple. <laughs> so you keep your toque or your tuck or however you say it and I'll uh, I'll just I'll just wear my regular American hats except I'll wear no hat today because you know it is 95 <laughs> degrees outside. But I don't know what the weather is down there. I know. Uh, it's probably far more humid, but uh, we've we've got to increase viewership, and so I'm wearing very colorful attire today because I want people who are flipping through YouTube to go, "Who is this rather dapperly dressed young man?" And right let's there, have to let's stop and that's our problem right there. Let's you listen a, to what he has a to say. Fundamental misunderstanding of how YouTube works. You, know, you picture somebody there with a remote trying to flip through YouTube, seeing what's out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna make sure that hat is not in the the clip, like the the you know the little file, the picture on the on the start of the video. I'm gonna edit it out. I'm gonna censor the hat, and that's the only <laughs> way we're gonna get any any readers. So if you're looking at this, you, and you can't wonder why there's a black bar with the word censored over his hat. That's why. And man, that's our viewership is gonna skyrocket now. I guarantee you. I just solved our problem yes, for one episode. I know. <laughs> It's because of my sartorial splendor. That's why. It's because they have to cancel out your sartorial splendor. Splendor in quotes. <laughs> oh, man. Well, wrong and wronger. This is the podcast where we argue about things that nobody has any opinion about, but everybody secretly has an opinion about. And uh, I am Steve nomadic still like a Jawa Olivas and he is James from his throne in Indianapolis like Jabba the hut you see what I did there James I did that for your benefit man break I, well. I think your Star Wars reference is more or less accurate I was going to argue whether or not the Jawas are really nomadic I mean they do move around on the sand crawler yeah I'll, I'll give yeah. it to you I'll I'll allow this you not only do you correctly reference Star Wars creatures but you correctly reference their living habits like I, I don't know who you are and what you did with Steve, but you can stick around. That other guy is done. Let's get rid of him. <laughs> well, every week we have these debates, and the loser has to post a penalty video, and we'll get that to a minute, but let's give him a little tease. What are we going to debate today, James? Today we are going to debate if the school year should start before or after Labor Day. They do it different ways in different parts of the country, and we're going to settle it once and for all. Not that anybody asked us to, but we're going to do it right here, right now, with no factual evidence whatsoever, and without even knowing which side <laughs> we're going to argue until we get the quarter flipped. Yeah. No, and it's creeping earlier and earlier, like uh, as uh, people are watching this on Thursday. In Tennessee, we started school a week Monday ago, wow. like the first Monday of August, and it's absurd to me. Or maybe I shouldn't say that ahead of time. <laughs> I don't know what the Guam Quarter of Fate will have um, in store for me, but speaking of what's in store for our viewers, James, if nobody has seen the penalty video this week, I've got to say, it's something that will move you to some kind of emotional reaction. Would you say that you were moved almost to tears when you saw it this week? I am responsible for editing things 
together because Steve has no technical knowledge whatsoever. It's honestly amazing <laughs> he can operate a telephone. It really is. He, he sells one of those old rot rotary dial ones and he tries to text on it. So he sends me the video and then he tells me what it's supposed to be, what he's supposed to be doing. It's supposed to be some routine by Olivia Newton-John that nobody has ever seen. Yeah. And uh, What? You have all these old references for things that you have to be—you have to be 75 years old and partially deaf to have seen this at one time in your life. And, <laughs> and like, I had the hardest time syncing this up. You gave me a timestamp. You're like, "This is the part of the video I'm doing," and I put it there. Yeah. And it was just pandemonium. Nothing you were doing related <laughs> to anything in that video. Nothing. And I finally figured out you were like. You were like eight seconds off, at least. Like, I finally, I had to go all the way to the end. And there's one part where you make the dumbest face I've ever seen. But Olivia Newton-John makes that same face. And I had to freeze frame both, splice it there, and sync them up based off your stupid faces. That's the only reason. And once I did that, it synced amazingly. I finally compensated for your eight-second delay in reaction time. So, uh, you're welcome, world. As painful as it was for you to watch that, I had to watch it like 15 times trying to edit it. And just so you know what it's like, um, the first viewer comment, probably the only viewer comment we're going to get on the video was, oh God. So that was, and that really sums up everything that was happening there. When Steve does a penalty video, he doesn't penalize himself, he penalizes us. That was a punishment for the entire internet. And we probably deserved it. I. I'm never watching that again. I'm probably going to have to wash my eyeballs. <laughs> thank you for doing that, Steve. <laughs> wow. I am touched by all of the nice things you had to say there about me, James. <laughs> that was even my compliment. Just wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just have you know, I finished that. My wife had to kind of jam herself in the corner. The room that... Yeah, that's her workout equipment. I can't imagine you wouldn't have guessed that was mine. But she had to kind of wedge herself in the corner to be able to get the full shot. And as soon as it ended, all she said was, that was stupid. <laughs> that was the end of our conversation. Another accurate conversation. That's She's a wise woman. I don't know how she ended up with you. She clearly has good taste and should have known better. Oh, that was, that was something. Uh, but yeah, actually, before every podcast, we usually give each other a compliment, so there's just a thin veneer yeah. of civility over the outright hostility that, that reigns the rest of the time. And so I'm going to go ahead and give you my compliment right now. Um, oh, in the, okay. In the vast realm of human experience, there's so many books out there, so many movies, so much literature and everything else that in a human lifetime, you can only consume a fraction of it. Even if you watched and read every second of every day, you can only get a fraction of it. Yeah. So over time, yeah. we kind of drift to the good stuff. There's a common con canon of knowledge that we all get because we agree those are the best things. Then there's the videos that yeah. are so far outside of it that everybody's forgotten. And that's where you are. You dig up these old videos that nobody's ever seen and you bring them out in the light and you remind oh, us all that nobody's oh. supposed to see them. This is why we ignore them. This is why it has been neglected and shoved to the fringes because it's awful and only awful people like you watch it. So thank you for dredging that back up and reconfirming that every time you make some esoteric reference to something from before I was born, that I should definitely <laughs> not look it up because it won't be worth my time. It will probably lead to incredible trauma. So thank you for reminding me of that. You've done us all a service. James, a couple of things. One, 
We're going to need to work on your complimenting ability because <laughs> I think it's lacking a little bit of luster. But dude, man, that Olivia Newton-John concert in 1982, we had just gotten HBO and that concert was running. Right, And it was for 15-year-old Steve. You saw the outfit that Olivia was wearing. I tried to recreate it as well as I could. Like, how, what was that? She was... I don't even understand. Okay. All right. Are you ser- are you seriously saying I that? I can't help it that you're a eunuch. That was the object of teenage lust, a, 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 an 80s girl in a giant bulky sweatshirt. I mean, there could have been anything under yes. there. There could have been a man, a woman, a triceratops. You have no way to know. Oh, that was the least God. flattering outfit I've ever seen. Man, you must have just oh, have never seen a woman before God. for that to be that exciting to you. <laughs> must have been hanging out in the woods with trees and rocks or something. But, man, that's a... <laughs> If that was if that was the defining moment of your adolescence that really explains a lot about you there's the standards they're very No it low. changed my life. <laughs> it changed my life. It absolutely did. That was just pre Heather Locklear coming into my life in 1983. That was in 82. Heather Locklear in the movie Firestarter, that was the end of me. Then uh, my heart belonged to her forever and ever. Amen. The few readers or the few listeners or the few watchers we got from that censor bar over the top of your head, we just lost them now with the teenage <laughs> fantasies. They are gone. They're All right, hold on. Who was... Stop. So when you were 15 years old, like a year and a half ago, who was your fantasy chick? You had to have one. You know me. I was a good celibate Catholic boy. I would never... I would never... Oh, my that. God. <laughs> whoever oh, it was, oh it definitely, definitely did not involve... Women in sweatshirts. <laughs> she was at a concert. What was she doing in a concert in a sweatshirt? Like, was that really the only thing she had left in her closet? I'm gonna go up and put her 50,000 people tonight. What should I wear? Ah, sweatshirt will do. You know what? I, I feel overdressed for this podcast now. If a sweatshirt can get you through a concert, I mean, what am I doing here? This. I'm all off. I'm all, all right. I'm all so instead of answering the question, you're just going to attack uh, yes, one of I the am. cutest <laughs> women to ever take the stage, which is Olivia Newton-John circa 1981-82. Might have been 81. I'll have to look that one up. That concert was huge in 81. That was a big deal, that show. I'm gonna take you can ask your grandparents that. about I'm not going it while to look you were it up drooling over. Or do any research on this whatsoever. I'll just take your word so for you it. You were born in 85, so who was hot around 2000? Man, I can't even think of who it might have been for you. It was probably some anime character, what? someone that was a cartoon, the one that you were into. I am so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> Let's move on to the debate. Or are you going to compliment me at some point? I think I'm yeah. bad at compliments. At least I tried. What have you brought to the table tonight? Nothing. I want to compliment you on being able to attract a lot of voters to the poll because we get literally thousands of votes, except the problem is you put that one on the bottom and it's somewhat akin to everyone showing up at the polling venue and writing in Darkwing Duck as their candidate. And uh, so what ends up happening is somehow you keep winning. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't understand it, and I don't like it. Four out of the fa- past five weeks you've won, and maybe it's just because people are so enamored with me. They want themselves a little <laughs> more Steve every week, and so those penalty videos are all it takes to just float them until the next when Thursday with the me, new Wrong and Wronger posts. When they vote for me, they cringe. They know the pain that's coming from your penalty <laughs> video, but they can't help it because I won so decisively. This week, people were accusing me of cheating. I beat you so soundly. What? 
Yes, you you retweeted him. I saw you defending me, saying he would never cheat. He's not smart enough for that or something along those lines. We pick our topics like 10 seconds beforehand, <laughs> but I stomped you so thoroughly. Oh. People thought I, like, researched it, had a list of arguments here. This is all off the top of my head. I don't even have a pen and paper like Olivas does over there, scribbling down counterattacks. It's all up here. Um, so, so yeah, but, like, uh, the, the margin of victory is incredibly slim. I mean, between uh, Facebook and... Yeah. Uh, and uh, Twitter, we'll get like 3,500 votes on one of these things, but only about 20% of those votes are in one of the real categories. And there's usually <laughs> only one or 2% that separate us. Like, it, I would say it was approximately yeah. 40 or 45 votes that separated us this week. I mean, if you actually watch this podcast and vote in an informed way, you could almost single-handedly decide who has to do the penalty video. <laughs> and even though Steve's penalty videos are a crime against nature awesome. and humanity, awesome. you have to keep making I think you meant work. awesome, but okay. Because eventually it's going to kill him and we'll get a better co-host and then the videos won't be so bad. That's <laughs> what you've got to go for. I was watching you there and I kept wondering, how long is he going to be out of breath after this video? I'm guessing 10 to 20 minutes. That was a lot of calisthenics. It's funny what you say that because my original thought was I was going to collapse at the end of it and have my son come over and like shake me and try to resuscitate me. But it was too perfect of an exit that she made. So I just kind of followed suit with it. It was a nice clean ending. I also like the part where you almost tripped. Like, we almost had a real injury on camera. And I was excited Dad, for God. half a second, but you, 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 let, you stuck the landing, which was unfortunate. <laughs> well, I'm graceful and beautiful all at the same time. What can I say? <sighs> All right. All right, so we have now exchanged compliments. I feel a lot better about myself after it. I hope you do too, James. I, I feel my self-esteem flourishing. It's blooming like a flower. <laughs> oh, and nothing could smell sweeter. All right, we've got the Guam quarter of fate here, and tell me what the two sides are going to represent for you. All right, heads I'm arguing before Labor Day, tails I'm arguing after Labor Day. All right, tails or heads is early, tails is late. It is oh, it hit the ceiling. Wow, and it is down, and it is heads. So you actually have arguing starting school early, early in the year, the calendar year. Thank goodness, because that is actually how I went to school growing up. It seemed like every year we started a little earlier, and it was for the best. Uh, because parents need to get those kids out of the house. You just got to get them out at some point. Earlier is better. Let's end summer break. Let's get them out there. Let's get them educated. Let's give them less time to forget uh, everything they learned from the prior year. It just makes sense. Um, I, I know that at my school, we usually started first or second week of August. And the big upside of that is you at the end of the year, uh, you get out a little earlier. Like we never went to school into June. We were always out of school early May. So you actually get some cool weather summer months to enjoy. So parents get a break a little bit earlier. Kids, when they get out, get to enjoy a little bit of spring weather. It works out better at both ends. I don't know what counter argument you could possibly have. The first time I ever encountered seeing school start before Labor Day was when I went to Oklahoma. And uh, in Oklahoma, in some of the rural places, there, are, there were, this was like the early 90s when I was a doctoral student, but there were rural schools that didn't have air conditioning. And I thought, how counterintuitive is it that you start when it's 120 degrees outside? Why not at least wait till September when it, at least the mornings will be a little bit cooler? I don't get why you shove kids into these classrooms that turn into sweat boxes early in August. There's no rationale I can think of that'll justify that. And two, why don't you want to give kids a real summer? 
I know that we're lagging behind some of the Asian countries in our kids' education, but sending kids to school, we literally started like August 1st, either this year or last year here in Nashville, and I think, why are we angering our children like that? How depressing must it be that one minute it's July and you're frolicking in the pool, and the next day you're dressed in your khakis and polo, you gotta go to school. It's, it's, I can't even fathom what kind of mindset I would have had in August going to school. Then uh, that's about all that I wrote down. It just it makes me angry. The whole thing makes me angry. I'm glad that your pen and paper let you down for once, or I guess same as always. Uh, how many days of school do you have down there? I mean, up here... It's the same. It's 180, just like everywhere yeah, else. So Everyone's really, got to have mean, 180. I guess they must be splitting it up differently for like fall breaks, Christmas breaks, whatever, and they're just truncating the summer and giving them more breaks elsewhere. I don't know. We, yes. I guess our summer always seemed pretty long. We just shifted the year. And I'll tell you why you start in August when you don't have air conditioning. So there, there's two kinds of Catholic schools. Everybody thinks of like the super rich, preppy <laughs> Catholic school where like they have everything and it's nicer than all the surrounding schools. And those schools exist <laughs> in rich cities. That's not where I went. I went to the Catholic school where they're like, ah, oh, crap, we got a Catholic church. I guess we got to have a Catholic school. And they like pull public school teachers out of retirement and they lie to them and they say, come here and work for less money, but the kids are better. And they get there and they find out the kids aren't better and nothing in the school has been updated since 1950 and sometimes the plumbing breaks and you get out because you have a poop day and the, the you know locker rooms flood with sewage. That's the kind of school I went to. Uh, there was no air conditioning. So for like when high school for the, the first few weeks, if it was hot, which it always is in August, they let us out early and it was amazing. Yeah. We got a bunch of half days in there that we didn't have to make up just because if we stayed in our seats, we would die. And since I think you and I can both agree high school is large largely a waste of time. If we can get out of there a little bit earlier, thanks to starting earlier, I'm all for it. Give me that, give me that early August start. Give me those half days uh, and I'll be happy. And also, I mean, I, by August, I think everybody is kind of done with summer break anyway. I mean, nobody really oh. starts a vacation in August. You do your vacations in June and July at the start when you're still excited, when your parents don't hate you yet. Like, I can't imagine embarking on a vacation with your kids all the way at the end of the summer, after you've had them home for two or three months, putting up with their whining day in and day out, is that really the time you want to cram them in a car or on a plane and go on an extended trip with them? No, nobody's going on vacation then. By the by, the time you roll around to August 1st, parents are just looking at their calendar, waiting to get them out of, out of the house. And by that point, kids are pretty sick of their parents too. So it's for the best for everybody that you just start in August, you give the kids their half days from heat to ease them into it. It's a better system. And I don't know what counter argument you could possibly have. Uh, we're going on vacation the day after tomorrow. You are not a... Okay, you're, you spent half of your life in a plane. You are a poor example. I don't even know why you own a house. Right now, you barely own a house. You don't even have a studio. You're always on the move. Your kid is basically a nomad, too. I mean, I'm surprised you don't live in an RV. So I, I think we can count your example out of the equation. Oh, wow. Mm. I don't know how all that relates, but the <laughs> point is, you mentioned that you want to let kids out when it's still cool in May, and I think well, nobody cares about May. The pools around here don't open until Memorial Day anyway. Why not just push them into that first week of June so that summer is in full swing when they get out? Then they can hit the ground running and be real summer vacation kids instead of having like three and a half hours for summer vacation. Then the alarm goes off, they gotta go to school again. 
Like there is no summer vacation anymore. By the way, you mentioned fall break. And uh, just as a quick aside that's not for nothing, I went to a little Catholic school also that was on the cornfield. It was across the cornfield <laughs> from me. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Except when we had a poop day, that's for a whole different reason. But <laughs> the point is... I would go into the story, but I know how offended you get when I go into <laughs> stories like this. <laughs> I would say the kid's name, too, but he's probably watching. Uh, anyway, I'm going to stop this here. Do you seriously get out of school for a day because one kid pooped? No, but that kid got out of school several times because he pooped. Catholic school in the <laughs> early 70s was anyone who went to that church was allowed to send their kids to that school. And uh, there were some kids that were not quite fit for public consumption yet. And this kid happened to be one of them. And it was a... Uh, it was a, it was trying to the teacher that probably made 8,000 bucks a year to teach us little mongrels. Anyway, I can't imagine what your teacher had to go through, too. Probably just put her head in the oven every night when she went home. I can't remember what I was talking about now because you keep distracting me with these irrelevant questions, which seems to be your strategy to win. But, hell, if it's going to work, you might as well keep doing it because I never win anymore. Apparently being sane and rational has nothing to do with the way your people vote. I, I like the fact that you've just given up on forming a, a coherent argument. So here's the advantage of getting out of school in May, especially when you're older. When you're younger, you're younger, it doesn't make as much of a difference other than that you get the spring weather. When you're older, you get a jump on summer jobs. There are a lot of summer jobs where they only take one or two kids for the summer because, you know, high school workers are kind of useless. You just use them for the for the easiest, dumbest job. Actually, not the easiest. The easiest mentally. Physically, they're the hardest because their bodies are young and need to be broken. So I would, oh, I yeah. would get those jobs. I would snag them before the public school kids because they wouldn't be out of school yet. It, it was awesome for employment. You get out there, you get that. You get you can go use the public pool before it's so crowded. You can go to the parks before they're so crowded. It's it's honestly the best part of summer. It's the start of it. You're you're not burned out yet. Nobody's been sunburned. It's full of possibilities. There's nothing better than getting out of school in May, especially when you can rub it in the faces of all the kids who are still in school. Even though their schools are nice and air conditioned and don't have poop days, they you can they, they're still there and you're not. So it's incredible. I never once regretted the early start day just because I knew we were going to get out. We were all going to do 180 days. It was a race, but we were starting our race earlier and we were going to finish earlier. Uh, and it was it was better. If you're going to go through something awful like that, I would just assume get it out of the way, get it done with. Don't don't peel off that Band-Aid slowly. And that's why starting before Labor Day is the right way to do it. I, I would, starting school ever seemed to be kind of a tribulation for me. But who are you competing for jobs against if everybody gets out at the same time? If your whole high school gets out on the same day, you're all competing for the same job at the Dairy Queen. Like, uh, schools in other districts probably, if they touch yours, get out at the same time. No, not in my town. See, again, we had the one Catholic high school and then the giant public high school, and they got out a lot later oh, than we did. So our small gotcha. cadre of students slipped in there before they did. It was it was all very well orchestrated. We were... Hold on. How did you not be on the same schedule? You have to use the same school buses as the public school have, kids, don't what you? What kind of poor school didn't you understand? We didn't have school buses. Okay, we had one school bus... <laughs> For sports only, it didn't pick up anybody. You had to get to school on your own. And one time I was riding on that bus and it broke and we couldn't make left-hand turns. So we had to get up. <laughs> it, it was a metal bar dragging on the ground behind us shooting sparks. 
I still went to that school for two years after that. Oh, we paid to go there, too. Man, we were... Wow. We did not make great educational decisions, except for the part where we started early. That was the one thing we did right at my school. Oh, my God. You know what? Vote for James this week, because he's just sad and pathetic and... The fact that he got any education and the fact that now he drives with his right blinker on all the time shouldn't shock anybody. It's not a mental defect on Breakwell's part. It's learning over time. All of those successive approximations and a bus just going in a circle to the right. Oh, do you, man, I can just see do it. Do you have a white flag there to wave? <laughs> I'm going to make this official. I got a ball of socks. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and roll. We're going to make this official here. So if you want to vote for me, which me and Steve both agree, won the argument, vote for 59. 59, the only right answer. Ooh, a new number. I we should, haven't had that one I yet. I should not even give Steve a number, but I will just because 92, <laughs> even though me and him both agree, don't vote for him. And if you want to throw your vote away for a random one that's not funny at all, Go ahead and vote for 89. Oh, that one we've had. We even had that one. That was my number last week was 89. Well, I'm rolling them for real. I don't know what you want from me. I, I have a giant thing of dice here. They're not weighted either. I mean, there's there's entirely too many dice. So, they're... <coughs> All right. So, that was good. We wrapped it up. Another Steve Penalty video coming. Life is good until that video hits, and then life is awful. <sighs> I should have done this one in white underpants because mm. then I would have matched her shorts almost perfectly. I, I'm so confused about so many things about you. I don't even want to start to understand. I really don't. I don't think our listeners do either. Listeners, watchers, I'm sorry for tricking you into watching this with that sensor bar. And the real kicker is going to be when I get out of this to edit it and I forget to put that sensor bar in. I'm going to totally forget and drop the ball. And nobody's going to have any idea what I'm talking about. So that's, that's what I'm really looking forward to. Well, let's get out of here. Vote for Breakwell with 59. Vote for Olivas with 92. And we'll see who does that penalty video next week. And until next week, this is Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve, for James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell saying thanks for watching and listening. And remember, two wrongs can make a right. And we are open to suggestions of any other outline. Thanks for watching, everybody. See you next time.